I'm Sarah Tasker. I'm Jen Carrington. And this is Letters from a Hopeful Creative. Okay, so when we read this letter, as we were reading through the letters, we were like, oh, this is going to be a good one to dive into. Juicy, because it's, as we read it out, it might seem small, but it's such a bigger, such a bigger thing to talk about, really. So many places we can dive in. Okay, shall I read it out? I'm having Monday blues. My work is selling, so I should be happy, but I feel sad about my dwindling Instagram engagement and likes. I know I should just man up, but it feels so personal. Am I boring people? I feel stuck. From Frustrated Ceramic Artist. Oh, dear frustrated ceramic artist we feel your pain <laughs> we do uh, let's let's go straight into the instagram thing first because i know that that's something that kind of a lot of our letters have touched on um and i suspect ceramic artists you already know this that your instagram likes and your instagram engagement are not a measure of your worth as a creative they are not a measure of how interesting you are as a person or how engaging your work is they are mainly a measurement of how good you are at playing the instagram game and how well you are navigating instagram as a platform which is a completely different skill set to the one you need to be an awesome ceramicist yeah and you've just said your work is selling so we're going to really dig into that because selling is obviously like that is a wonderful problem to have that your work is selling but i understand that actually we are all in this kind of strange online economy where a lot of our self-worth doesn't come from our income hooray but it unfortunately comes from things like validation from other people and for things like instagram it's instagram likes and instagram comments they are how we measure our success and we need to maybe talk this episode about detaching a little bit from that and other better metrics of how we measure success for our creative endeavors yeah not to like act like I'm above all of this <laughs> but I do know and this is like you know you know when you go on a podcast and you're interviewed what's the question that they always ask you about oh Instagram how to grow your Instagram the question I'm always asked is it's really interesting that you don't use social media that much yes so I think I come at this from I know that I am the exception to the rule with this because social media for me if you think if I listed all the things that are important to me my marketing social media is not even on the list Mm-mm. it's just something that I do when I feel like I have something I want to say and it serves that platform better. For me, really, like my Instagram, honestly, I spent years off it and then I come back on it because we travel a lot, Alex and I, my clients are always like, I want to see your trips. And I was like, maybe I should just go on there and share a little bit more of my life because it's so nice also at the end of the year to scroll through your year's photos. So there's no strategy behind my Instagram. It's actually funny, Sarah was saying, you know, we're living in this time where we're not measuring ourselves by our income and all these things. It's good, but it would be, I would actually say that I measure the success of my business by the following things. Am I doing work that I'm proud of? Am I showing up as my whole self and am I running my business for a place of integrity? And am I making the money I need to make to sustain my life? Yes, all three, yes. And I would say that I know that I can run my business eight times out of ten from a very peaceful place because I know what's important to me. And I think that it's one of the things I'm most grateful for because say I post a picture to Instagram, I don't really care what happens next. The only thing I care about is, is this representing me in the way that is true to who I am in the world. So I suspect there's not many people listening who can relate to that. I think you're quite unusual in that mm-hmm. you're... I suppose what it is is that your business and your success is in no way contingent on other people's perception of it. Yes, and I think that that is the secret to yeah. peace, fulfilment, focus, clarity. Because I 
think we are living, especially in this age now with social media, is we are living our lives in response to everybody else's lives. So, so for example, okay, say you book a really exciting holiday and then someone you follow has booked a holiday that is more exciting than yours. <laughs> it is in our nature to be like, well, my holiday's shit because they're doing something better. So, you, so you're on holiday and you're having the best time, but you're scrolling through social media and you see someone who's maybe gone somewhere, whereas you'd love to go one day. You are naturally going to feel, I think we're, we've Would got... You- I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't as long as I stay true to myself. I I see this happening for my clients and my friends. It doesn't affect me unless I get into the bubble. And it's very rare that this happens. But if I get into the bubble of thinking Instagram is the truth and thinking Instagram is my worldview. It's very easy. Say, for example, I have chronic illness that tends to flare up very badly when I fly. So when Alex and I travel... A lot of it is spent making sure that we can travel around my illness. So a lot of time is spent sleeping, navigating symptoms. You know, I, I say I've got a day, maybe I can only have four, maybe three good hours a day. Yeah. And the rest of time is spent resting. So I could get to a place where maybe I'd scroll through Instagram. And if people I were following were having these amazing trips, I could get to a place of, well, I'm a piece of shit and my life's a joke because I can only travel for three hours and I'm tired and I've got to take this whole day off. So I think I'm not immune to the comparison and to the kind of like spiraling nature that Instagram can bring it affects me more as a human than it does as a business owner as a my business I've never wanted to ask anything from Instagram so I never have I understand I don't think I'm above any of this like I know that it can affect me my secret is always I've got to come home to myself like what's important to me also when you're following nothing is fully you're never getting the full truth on Instagram well that's very true and so I I suspect I have more of an inside take on people's Instagram the most so I've spoken to a lot of huge Mm -hmm. users I'm friendly with kind of a whole range of users brand new people established people you know right across the range and I guess the thing that's really key to me and this is something that I really talk about on my courses a lot and I know that you've all heard this message before but that followers do not translate to success one way or another so you could have a thousand followers and have a hugely profitable six-figure business Mm -hmm. you could have 500,000 followers and still not really be quite making the money that you need to survive. And that is for all kinds of reasons, but mainly it's because it's about real people, it's about real connections, and it's about finding your niche. So if your niche, if you are someone who sells lawnmowers, there is absolutely no point in (laughs) developing a huge following for your fashion blog because you're not going to sell more lawnmowers that way. And that's a really extreme example, but you do find this quite often. So one of the traps of Instagram is that we follow that validation. We follow the content we know people want us to post. We follow the numbers, the likes, the follows, even the comments, whatever kind of metrics we've given ourselves. And when they roll in, we feel better. And so we keep chasing it and it becomes kind of a bit of a downward spiral because what happens is you start to pigeonhole yourself with an audience that is not the same audience as the people that want to buy from you. Now, it sounds like our ceramicist has not got this problem because she is selling. So her audience are obviously the right people. Her content is reaching the right people. And that's something that we we really need to celebrate. Yeah, and I think it sounds like the bigger issue is more an emotional issue of my business is doing well this this lady who's wrote oh or man we don't know mm-hmm. it could be a man or a woman or, or, or someone who's non-binary we don't know who they yes are. that's true so this person their business is going great but they're still feeling that instagram is making them feel sad because it's not bringing in what that high th- there must be an endorphin release of course there is and that's social media is built around that idea isn't it like we get likes we want more and i am as much a victim to that as anybody else 
And the fear is real when all of a sudden that you're cut off from your drug supply, essentially, from your dopamine high. It feels frightening. It feels it feels like you're losing something real and genuine. And it is at heart. We feel like we're going to lose that connection to our audience, which is, for most of us, it's really genuine. It's a really, truly heartfelt, important thing. But the thing to hold on to is, A, you're really not. All you're losing is the control of a platform that broadcasts that message. And it is a really good time to kind of double down and thinking about other ways you can communicate your messages to people. And secondly, I think she really needs to be leaning into the success she's having elsewhere because actually sales are a far better endorsement of what you do than a like. A like is not even a second. It is a double tap or a scroll and a tap. Mm -hmm. You're gone from that person's mind. It means nothing. Somebody has gone to your Etsy shop or to your website. They have put something in their car. They've looked at it. They've read the description. They've looked at the photos. They've proceeded through checkout. They've given you their bank details. They've paid money. They've waited for it to come in the post. And then they've loved it and made it part of their every day. Those two things are not even vaguely comparable. Like a sale Putting your art and your work into someone's daily life is the hugest endorsement you could possibly ask for. And it is worth a hundred times an Instagram like. Yeah. And I think it comes down to that question of, are we measuring the right things? Yes. So like, for example, like I'm not immune to getting a buzz when people like my Instagram photos. And what I guess what for me, it feels like human connection. Yeah. Like, oh, these people want to just spend a few, my favorite thing is comments because that person is sharing a little bit of themselves with me and that's beautiful. So I think there's nothing wrong with that meaning something to you but I think where we get messed up is when that means more to us than something that actually changes and affects our lives so what are we measuring our success by right and kind of Instagram I mean you know I could get super nerdy (laughs) on this topic but it's changed as an economy where people are quite stingy with their likes they don't like to give them out as much they hold them back we're not in that era we were two, three years ago where we click like on everything because the algorithm, because all sorts of things. And this is, I have a whole blog post stewing on this huge topic. But like you say, comments are something else. Comments mean someone has stopped and taken time out of their day to write you a sentence or two to talk about what what you shared. And that's meaningful. And I think if we're going to count any metrics on Instagram, it needs to be comments before likes because they are a bigger investment of time and energy. But it's knowing when to draw that line and say, well, these are people who are interested enough in what I'm sharing that they want to spend 30 seconds with me. But these people over here are the ones that really deserve my time and energy and my thoughts, because these are the people who are actually either signed up to my mailing list or these are the people who are going over to my website, clicking on the links I'm sharing on Instagram and investing in what I do. I mean, like, how much time are you losing? I mean, and when I say you, I mean kind of everyone who struggles with this kind of Instagram anxiety. Mm. How much time are we losing as a group, as a whole, to caring about these things when we could be pouring that energy into our clients, our customers, our business, our brand? I also think I can't see how Instagram, when it comes to allowing your likes and your comments to affect your emotional state, it's always relying on external validation. Totally. And that's not a long-term strategy. So for me, I would really say, like, Instagram gave me the lift I needed to believe in myself. Right at the beginning, I had no self-belief. I didn't believe anyone could care about my images. I didn't believe that my writing was worth being heard because of the people in my life and the messages I'd heard when I was younger. So I was really reliant on that Instagram lift of people saying, oh no, we care and, and we believe in you. And so it can be a hugely important and valuable tool, but it's knowing when 
too detached from that and saying thank you and and still loving that community and what it offers you but not depending on it anymore like unhooking the drip yeah kind of also asking yourself like why is this meaning so much to me yeah like what are those likes and comments giving me that I'm not finding in other areas of my life what am I not giving myself like okay I'm hungry for these likes and these I'm to this frustrated ceramic artist you're hungry for these likes and these comments what are they giving to you that you're not making space for in other areas of your life like what what are you searching for in this and what do you need to give yourself to function at a more healthy focused healthier perspective right because there's always other places to get that dopamine rush or those kind of support and that cheerleading for what you do and if instagram you feel like you're on a downward spiral there's absolutely strategies that i could recommend that you could do but actually it sounds like here's a bigger issue in that if you're so attached to kind of your Instagram response, it's not helpful to you either way. We don't want to kind of stick a plaster over the problem and say, well, look, your likes are up, everything's okay again, because it's still going to be there kind of lurking under the surface. Yeah, I mean, my biggest encouragement would be for frustrated ceramic artists to ask themselves, okay, what does success actually look and feel like to me? Like in my creative business and my creative life, what's most important to me? So how do you want to be spending your days? How much money do you need to be making to sustain your life? What impact do you want to have in the world? What, you know, what's important to you? And then how can you on a daily basis come home to that? Because I highly, highly, highly doubt that Instagram likes and comments are the part of the recipe to your most joyful life. The ultimate dream, probably not. And I think one thing that we need to be really clear on and that that I see people fall into the trap of is do not apply shame Mm -hmm, to whatever those mm -hmm. dreams are. So maybe your dream is to be really recognised and to have your stuff like admired by the other market leaders or the other leading artists in that field that's okay that is absolutely okay as a goal maybe you want to be in John Lewis and you want to completely like mass produce that is also okay there are no right and wrongs success needs to be different for everybody because otherwise we'd all be chasing the exact same goal and there wouldn't be enough room for us all so finding what makes you tick what makes you feel like you're achieving is really important Instagram is tricky because it can feel like when we look at other people's success those numbers are basically scorecards next mm-hmm. to their name. Like, it, it's a real thing. Once you have passed a thousand followers, people are more likely to follow you because they it's that kind of social proof. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, a thousand people like her, so she must be good enough for me to follow her. Mm-hmm. So I understand to an extent why we want that. It's a really human thing to want, like, kind of to be shown to be approved of en masse. But Instagram is not a democratic tool for measuring people's approval. It is a tool that can be very easily manipulated, that really arguably should be manipulated if that's what you want to do, because it isn't there to rate people, everybody in the world. It's not like that Black Mirror episode where everyone gets a score for every social interaction and how well they're performing in life. It is purely a measure of how good you are at Instagram which is not the same as life. And I think you hit on something wonderful there around the shame because if Instagram is important to you, it doesn't help to shame yourself on that. No. No one is a better, more enlightened human just because maybe Instagram's not a priority for them. I think you've got, and like Sarah said, I think you've got to allow yourself to accept whatever success means to you. My only caveat to that would be, I think some of us have been told by society what success should be and I think social media has started to become wrapped up in that and so I think the only thing I would say is whenever you're getting to the heart of what success means to you question something if it doesn't fully feel like a good fit if you just say oh well success is obviously having a big house and a big car and lots of money if that doesn't feel true to you question it or if it's like well success is having all these followers on Instagram well why 
Sometimes I find it's helpful to take the word success off it. Take that label and call mm-hmm. it something else. Like, what is happiness yes. to me? What or is fulfill- freedom? Fulfillment. Fulfillment. Whatever word, whatever buzzword kind of works for you. And switch it around because really all those things should be interchangeable. For me, success is happiness, is fulfillment. It's all the same thing. And what happens quite often is we're sort of almost brainwashed by, like, the media and education and everything else into thinking that those words stand for are just kind of like labels for one version of that so success is to be making thousands and thousands of pounds a year and to have the huge house and the car and to go on holiday and to be able to afford your loft conversion (laughs) and for some people I'm sure that is success for other people success like success for me is to be able to sit with my family and light a fire and not be frightened about the bills coming through the door and when it's when I fall in love with a little Nissan Figaro to be able to go actually I'm going to buy it and that for me that's it I've, I've reached peak success for me and I'm happy. I also think the other thing is to look past the metrics. So for example, say you feel like Instagram is important to you, but you're measuring it by the follow account and the amount of comments and the amount of likes. Flip it around. Like what is the actual purpose and your goal and your intention with Instagram? Say for example, you say, you know what? I create my ceramics and I'm passionate about them, but there's also like a story behind my shop that I'm really passionate about. Mm. And I also, I want to share my work with people because I want to encourage them to be more intentional with the, you know, the items they bring into their home. So maybe your purpose is I want to build community. I want to start conversations. I want to spread the word about the work that I do in the world and spread kind of the heart behind it too. Measure that in the impact that you have and the people you connect with, not the numbers. Because what happens is you focus on the numbers, you're actually missing the human beings who are just staring at you saying, hey, I care, interact with me. So true. And that's not for everybody. Like, I think we know enough about the real world to know not everyone has the best of taste. (laughs) And while many people will love ceramics with a story behind them, a lot of other people would much prefer to have mass-produced ikea ceramics Actually, i have ikea ceramics so i can't judge but you know what i mean and that's that's totally fine some people love like an analogy i use quite often in my courses is some people love like gorgeously sharp really artisan french cinema mm. and some people love the x factor mm-hmm. they are and not some people the love same both. thing and some people love both absolutely <laughs> so if you could advertise your instagram account during one of the ad breaks on the x factor which is for anyone listening outside the uk i think they have it in the they states it in now the don't states. they it's, it's like a, American a Idol. huge tv talent show that's got kind of like saturday night primetime appeal but if you could advertise your instagram for your small ceramics business during or for your small french independent cinema business during the x factor you would pick up only a handful of new viewers and that's not because what you make isn't amazing it's not because it doesn't deliver absolutely everything those french cinema addicts adore it's because it's not for everybody and i think we have to really keep that in mind because we can see these people growing these huge audiences but what we forget is they're very generic audiences they're very broad and if what you do is not broad and generic you don't want to be chasing a huge audience you want to be chasing that really niche in tune audience of real human beings yeah the questions that always bring me home to myself when it comes to getting distracted because I feel like Instagram is one of those things where I've worked with some clients now who don't even care about Instagram but they feel like you have to care about Instagram in this day and age. Interesting. And I, the things that always bring me home to myself and that I try and help to bring them home to is, okay, number one, what's the legacy that I want to leave in this world? And it doesn't, I think that question can be so intimidating. Like my legacy is just, I want to leave people better than I found them. I want to support people in their journeys to get to where they want to be. I want to be someone who made people feel heard and seen and taken care of. I don't want to change the world. (laughs) So your legacy doesn't have to be this big kind of, 
Nobel Peace Prize winning thing. Sure. It's just, who do you want to be in this world? How do you want to make people feel when they interact with you? And I think the next question to ask yourself is, how do you want to spend your life minutes? Do you want to spend your life minutes caring about how your life looks on a feed? And how your life looks within a feed compared to other people who are curating their feed. Like, is that the most... Because you have a limited amount of fucks to give and you have a limited amount of energy. (laughs) Yes. Is this something you want to give your fucks to? And I would just say, it's okay to give a few fucks to Instagram. It's okay that it's a big part of our life now. It's okay it's a big part of how... It's a powerful tool. Yes. Absolutely. It's how we tell our stories to the world in many ways. But it needs to be a tool we use rather than a tool that uses us. Exactly. And I think it's just... I think we're hitting a point where people need to build healthier relationships with Instagram, including probably both of us. Both of us. It's brand new technology. It is something the humans have never had to deal with before. And I was thinking about this the other day and thinking about when the printing press first mm. came out and there were huge revolts against it. Like there was huge, they were burning copies of the Bible because they were published, they were printing copies of the Bible and people didn't want the plebs, the commoners, to be able to own a copy of the Bible because humans had never had the possibility before of communicating things mm. in writing en masse. And it was a brand new frontier for human communication that people weren't ready to face. And we had to kind of find our way through it. And I'm sure there were people at the time who were saying the printing press Mm -hmm. is a scourge on society Mm -hmm. and and it's bringing only bad things. People say the same about social media. It's a new dawn for kind of human ego and for human morality and connection. There's positives and there's negatives and we're all just finding our way. And how exciting that we get to be a part of that kind of new era. And it's okay to be struggling. It's okay to still be figuring it all out. And that's kind of something that I try and bring to all my courses is I don't have all the answers. Mm. I'm, I'm figuring it out as well. And oh my God, at the moment, I update the Insta Retreat weekly, mm-hmm. literally weekly. I'm sat in there adding new stuff I've figured out or new things I've heard from people or new things that have happened because it's evolving at the same pace that we are. And that's exciting, but it's terrifying and it's it's okay to feel frightened by that. Yeah. I also think, I don't know what you think about this, like, I think it's really easy in the online world that we all live in to kind of, we all exist in this bit of a vacuum. Yeah. We kind of feel like Instagram is the be all and end all of, <laughs> yes. of everything. And I feel like if you just take one tiny step outside of that for a minute and realise that your work doesn't exist just within Instagram. Mm-mm. It's existing in people's homes who've bought your ceramics. It's existing in your studio where you're bringing it to life. It's going to be so much... Instagram may have disappeared by time. It may well go on to the next app. It, it could happen any day, couldn't and your, it? And your business doesn't exist because of these apps. It exists because of the creativity and the passion that you bring. And so I think it's also just remembering... This is just one tiny small part of this ecosystem that we're all living in. And you have permission to make it as important or not important to you... I just would say, I think it just goes back to your work is selling. Your work is selling. So like to use myself as an example, Instagram has been a lower priority for me this year than ever before, probably. In the sense that I'm not, people who follow me will know I'm not posting quite as regularly. I'm there on stories pretty much every day. And so hopefully I'm still bringing value to people that follow me, but I'm not updating my grid as regularly. And that's because all sorts of reasons I've been saving photos for my book um I've been investing in things like podcasts kind of spreading myself into other areas but last week Jen knows this I won an award from Cosmopolitan magazine for (laughs) content of the year and I feel like that that for me was an endorsement in so many really powerful ways but one of them was that reminder that oh gosh Instagram is not the center of the universe because I created content elsewhere I won this award and if I if I'd maintained my sole focus only on Instagram 
maybe I wouldn't have done because there's more to that ecos- ecosphere, is that a word, yeah. of, of content and of what we put out into the world. And it can feel like Instagram is the only place that matters, but it actually isn't the case. Yeah. And it's so crazy because I feel like um, frustrated ceramic artists, kind of the way that you shared your Instagram frustration was kind of like it was a given that engagement and likes are important. It was kind of that question. I feel like we've entered this stage of people aren't even questioning why am I putting so much energy into yeah. this? And I feel, and I understand it. And again, it goes back to that idea of like, there is no shame in feeling like this. Like and we know everyone can relate yes, as well. Everyone, we're living in that time of just, that's just the world we're living in now and we can't escape it. I mean, you can choose to opt out of it if you wanted to. I don't think that's going to be the main choice for most people. But I think it's just even questioning, wait, why do I think this is important? And I, I, think, I think Instagram validates us and social media engagement validates us. It's, it's kind of like eating a really bad meal. <laughs> it's a Big Mac meal. Whereas where's your like really amazing like home cooked like your favorite meal in the world where are you getting because I bet you anything that an email from someone who's bought something that you sold and who loves it is going to feed you so much more than someone just writing nice pic on Instagram right (laughs) but you are giving your attention to the more instant thing and it's so easy to be seduced by you're hungry usually when you're hungry you drive past a McDonald's that Big Mac meal is the most delicious option Mm -hmm. in the whole world to you right then but an hour later you're hungry again so there's kind of, there's a lot of analogies in there about how it, it tastes better in the moment, but in the long run, actually, you nurture yourself and you really kind of grow and thrive when you feed yourself the less instant gratification. And I, I'm going to stick with this analogy. <laughs> Bear with me. I, how can you also be feeding yourself full stop? Because I think if we're always looking outside of us for validation, yeah. we will always be victim to the last thing that someone else said to us. I think for me, the first level of satisfaction and and pride and joy in my business has to come from me. And I'm not perfect at it. And sometimes I lose my way and I have to come back home to myself. But it's, I am the first and the last voice in all of this. And my clients have to be happy. And I want to be putting out work into the world that I'm proud of. But at the end of the day, I have to like who I am when I go to sleep. I have to be proud of myself. And I think, I I guess it's kind of like feed yourself first because... Instagram's not gonna it's not gonna keep you warm at night there's a quote that turned out to be from a Christian rapper which is (laughs) not my usual music sphere but I found it on Pinterest and it really resonates and it's if you live by other people's approval you'll die by their rejection yeah yeah and that's the that's the truth you're giving other people too much power we are outsourcing our whole self-belief to that general public that we just mentioned earlier doesn't always have the best of taste so we need to bring that back in-house and be able to find the things that kind of make us tick and make us believe that what we're doing is is of value. And it's less exciting than a Big Mac meal. But it sure feels good when you curl up on the sofa after a shepherd's pie. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and it's just, for me, that's where the truth of our life is. It's, it's coming back to what's most important and, come, and feeding ourselves with the right things and not looking for the world to tell us that we're worthy or that our life matters or that our work matters and just kind of quietly knowing within yourself no matter what's happening on your Instagram feed today I am worthy I am awesome my life is meaningful I think that it's coming home to that and I I think I do feel like social media is filling our heads at times with lots of noise I think it's 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 a great tool for storytelling and it's a great tool for connection but I also think it's a great tool from distracting ourselves from doing the work it really takes to live our best life totally and for me like as someone who doesn't measure success in financial terms and who has kind of floundered with this exact issue like what does success mean to me and how much is it linked to public perception I found I had to really translate it into tangible things so I couldn't be like 
the money in the bank is is my measure of success. So like our frustrated ceramicist here who she's making the sales, you know, her work selling, that's that's what she always wanted to happen. I'm assuming when she first set up her <laughs> business, that was the big dream. So maybe turning that into something that's more meaningful for her, because what does the, what do those sales mean? Mm-hmm. Do they mean that she can quit her day job? Exactly. Do they mean she can live a little bit further outside the city where she wants to live or nearer into the city where she wants to live? For me, like, I remember this with Sas Petherick when I was having a coaching call with her. She was like, well, maybe write that new course and then you can buy yourself that Nissan Figaro you want. And for me, all of a sudden, it changed from being this arbitrary, like, I need to sell lots mm-hmm. to... I can turn this into something that makes my day-to-day life feel happier and more joyful and more exciting. And all of a sudden, my metric for success became about how much joy was in my day-to-day instead of about how other people perceived that joy. Oh my God, I think that... I think that was wonderful. I think also, because it is interesting how frustrated ceramic artists shared that their work is selling, but something is feeling off. And I think you hit on something there of, I don't think many of us creative humans, I don't think it's about the money. I know no. it's not for me, but money is a tool to sustain our life. And I've, I've really noticed recently, I think it's really easy when you're getting sales with them just to come in and for just to be like, oh yeah, another sale. And I think you hit on something there of, for me, I know for me, every time I book a client, this sounds so weird and I'm not religious so I don't know why this is the phrasing I use but I sit there and I'm like this feels like a tiny miracle Mm. because this is a human who's embarking on an adventure with me I get to have the privilege of supporting this human in their journey and even more than that kind of taking it more selfishly into my own life this money means that me and my husband and our mini zoo of animals (laughs) get to live a life on our own terms and a freedom and it just means it's I guess like Sarah said, if the selling isn't connecting with you now, turn that into what does that mean? What's the impact that money means for your clients and customers? Or what does that impact mean for your life? And I think if you sit in that, that's deeper than any like or comment. And I think also, if you're currently saying that your Instagram engagements and likes are dwindling, that doesn't mean that they've gone away. There are still people showing up and engaging with you. So maybe even it's and it's such a it's such one of those things of like, yeah, Jen, I know I could do this. But it's like, why don't you every day try and celebrate the people who are engaging with you? Nurture that community. Because yeah. if even if it's five people, yeah. it's five people who stopped. I mean, I feel like I should throw in here actually some some tips for people whose Instagram engagement is yeah. dwindling and they've heard everything we've said, but they would still really prefer it wasn't. Maybe it's a really active sales tool for them. And Instagram can be a super powerful platform. So I understand why that is. So things that I would recommend, and I'm sure you've got your own suggestions too, Jen, but if (laughs) you do, of course you do, because content is content wherever we're posting it, right? So Instagram, if your Instagram engagement is dwindling, things you could look at. First of all, check out what you're doing with your content. Make sure it's stuff that is going to be grabbing people's attention? Is it stuff that really meets the need of what people who are following you are looking for and adding value? You know, maybe rather than just showing a picture of a cup you've made, could you share a video of how you made that cup so that people are watching it, learning a little bit about your process, feeling like they connect with how handmade and hands-on you are with it? And it's fascinating, it's interesting, it makes them want to click on it. So kind of really going back to that content. Content is the key on Instagram. The second thing is make sure you're spending time on the platform and engaging with those other humans. So it goes back to what we were just saying, really, kind of connecting with that community, nurturing the people you have. It's so easy to worry about the people you don't have, but those people who are there right now are your best assets. And it's so much more, just like in business, it's so much more expensive to bring on new customers instead of to retain the ones you already have. It is so much more work to bring in new followers than it is to maintain the ones you have. So concentrate on those people first, nurture them, love them, and other people will automatically follow. I think in terms of content in general, 
okay, things are getting more saturated, things are getting noisier, things are getting harder. Therefore, we have to innovate. And when I say innovate, it doesn't mean that you have to completely reinvent the wheel and do something crazy, but it means what got you where you are now will not get you to the next level. That's so true. So if you are like, no one's paying attention, no one cares, it's probably because they're inundated with everyone kind of saying and doing the same thing. So it's like, what can you do connected to your message and your purpose and vision of your brand that wakes your people up? That's one of the things I really teach in my courses is like, what is thumb-stopping content? What is it that we go... I was not expecting that today. And it can be surprising, it can be fascinating, it can be funny, it can be really normal and not styled and not beautiful. Anything that kind of grabs people's attention is a winner. And we all have stuff in our day-to-day life that's interesting and fascinating to other people. So it's kind of thinking outside the box a little bit. Yeah, and I think the other layer of it, and this goes back to kind of my kind of, um, I don't even know how to box in this mindset, but like it's just, I think, okay, if you're feeling frustrated that you're not getting likes and you're not getting engagement, your energy's in the wrong place. Because all you're saying to yourself is, why isn't my Instagram platform doing what I want it to do for me? I think it's natural to feel entitlement around this platform because I think that's the age we're we're in. And we've all put a lot of time and effort in, right? So you're like, I've done this thing. I've played yes. by the rules. Why am I not getting yeah. it back? My, but the, I think it, the bravest thing you can do mm-hmm. and say, how can I just feel better with my current reality? How can I bring a good energy so to this? Good. Yes. Because the only person that's hurting is you. And you don't deserve to lose your life <laughs> to caring about that. You have too much life to live, too much work to create. And so I think it's just... Try and just flip your mindset a little bit and be, how can I find more joy in the reality of my Instagram right now? How can I innovate? How can I switch things up? And how can I just enjoy this? And I think another thing to remember is, so I think of like my, some of my favorite people on Instagram, like Laura Jane Williams. I really love following this woman called Jamie Veron. I really love following people who are just doing their own thing. And I really believe deep down in my gut, they don't give a flying fuck yes. how their Instagram is performing compared to, maybe they have those like, you know, moments, but they're just creating within their own zone of genius and they're so successful because of it so like emma gannon's another example i follow emma she posted three photos yesterday of her and some fella at a wedding gorgeous photos that is not instagram friendly content that is not what you would find a super duper power user using but she has an incredibly lucrative publishing career she has an incredibly popular podcast she is such a powerful and strong brand and her followers want to see that because it's a different thing. And, and she's not courting the Instagram audience. She is sharing with her existing audience and people are kind of growing because of that. My kind of content mantra is we want to create content that's reader focused, but not reader led. So if the question you're always asking yourself is, what do my readers want? What do my audience want? What are going to get their attention? You're just pandering. You are not creating you within your zone of genius. You can't innovate. If you say to yourself, what am I passionate about? What's my vision? What are my ideas? What do I want to show up and do? And how can I do that in a way that is going to be easy to connect with for my people? Ask yourself that question because if you're just constantly responding to what's happening around you, you will be doing that for the rest of your life. I often wonder what we would all do on Instagram if they took away the numbers. If they mm. tomorrow we, we refreshed the latest app update, as we've been doing a lot lately <laughs> and finding all sorts of surprises, found that follower count had gone and like count had gone and comments still showed up but there was no number to them would we still create stuff that we thought other people were going to click like on or would we create the stuff that we really wanted to be sharing with the world that brought us joy yeah that brings us joy that fills us up that we feel like people need to hear or need to see whatever it is that motivates us i suspect that a lot of us would go back into that kind of earlier model of internet sharing and it would be a really beautiful thing so i kind of wish there was a mode where you could just switch those numbers off but there isn't but we have that mode within our heads so what would be your last advice for a frustrated ceramic artist? 
Um, to celebrate her successes. Like I am all in favor of sticking stuff on your wall if that helps you. Sometimes I make a successful out of post-its and it's like shit I have achieved in the last year that makes me really proud and stuff I have coming up that makes me really excited and I feel like it sets me apart. And you can absolutely put your sales figures on there. You can put your new project, your new line, you know, this amazing lookbook you've shot, whatever you're feeling great about, stick it up there and then kind of look at all of that in comparison to what Instagram likes really mean, because that's the real stuff. That's the stuff that in 10 years' time, people are still going to be talking about, and no one is going to be talking about how many likes you got in 2018. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you. I actually have two notes on my phone. One is things I'm proud of this year, and one is like things I'm excited to create this year. That's so funny. And honestly, and, and I also would say is, I really try and sit with every time that I get a client booking or a sale, and just feel gratitude for it, because I think that is helps me reconnect to what matters most and helps me not take it for granted. I just think don't let them pass you by because if you're obsessing so much about your Instagram likes and engagement, but you're not there celebrating every sale you make, something's off there. And I, I just I just think figure out why this Instagram likes and engagement is affecting you so much and try and get to the heart of that and try and figure out what's really going to feed you in the right way. Because you deserve more than to lose your joy over something that's completely out of your control. I actually have one last tip, which is breaking my rule because I just said my <laughs> last tip. But this is one more, which is to get out of your Instagram bubble that mm-hmm. it is forcing you into. Go and find some people who are doing work you admire, who are breaking those conventions. So like we mentioned, people there like Emma and Laura, people who are not chasing followers, mm-hmm. who are not racking up the squazillions of likes, but are connecting with their community in such a powerful way that it's launching their careers. So maybe you're a ceramicist. Go and find ceramicists in Japan, in Australia, in America, wherever you're not, who are doing stuff with smaller light counts, but their work is amazing. Every time you look at it, you feel inspired and uplifted and remind yourself that there are a million different ways to use an app like Instagram. There are a million different ways to use the internet and there are a million different versions of success. I could not agree with you more. Hooray! (laughs) And as always, everyone listening, we would love to know your thoughts. If you struggle with this, what your advice would be for frustrated ceramic artists. So as always, come and join us over on Instagram using the hashtag... Dear Hopeful Creative, which is you're writing the letter back to the person that this podcast was for. So share that on Twitter, share it on Instagram. And we want to hear everything. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear how you are struggling with the same issues, how you overcame the same issues. Maybe you have some recommendations for accounts for this person to follow. Please share it with us all. The conversation is as important if not more important than this conversation we've just had you can join us at letters from a hopeful creative.com and on social media so on instagram i'm at me and Orla. and you'll find me at jen carrington underscore we're going to be sharing new episodes every monday so if you've liked what you've heard so far hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show yeah and we can't wait to connect with you soon